Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen, your host. I'm so excited to share our guest today. Her name is Katie Lee. So Katie Lee is a daily life designer who teaches people how to take control of their time and be successful according to their own definition. In her self-published debut book, The Effortless Everyday, Katie teaches you that everyday life doesn't have to be so hard by showing you how to design the life you actually want to live. Hi, Katie. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. So first off, I love what you say on your website. You say, how you live your everyday life is how you live your whole life. And that just resonated me. It's like a nice little reminder. Yeah, it's the foundation behind everything that I do. I fully believe that we can't live for vacation or retirement or those one-off experiences. We have to live for our everyday life because that's the majority of Mm -hmm. what our life makes up. Yeah, I think a lot of people get caught up in like, that mindset where I'll sacrifice now so that I can be happy later or so, you know, I'll work harder and hustle and grind now so that later I'll have more free time where you're talking about like, you know, no, you have to start doing that now, which I love so, so much. So let's go back. Can you describe where you were before you got into all of it? this, you know, before you started designing your lifestyle, what were you going through and what was that turning point? Well, part of this has always been in my personality. So I have always been that little girl who liked organizing and rearranging my room and tweaking my schedule. So a lot of it is just what I'm naturally inclined to do. But I really picked up on the concept of lifestyle design Right after college, my husband and I traveled to Europe and it was our first real encounter with how other people do their regular lives. We'd been on vacation before, but this was a longer term trip. And we went to 16 different countries and we saw that people who on the outside looked like us and lived in a first world country were leading their regular everyday lives in a much different way. And we're both from a small rural town in Minnesota. So we hadn't really been exposed to a lot of different lifestyles. And so seeing all these different people from different countries leading their lives in different ways just kind of turned on the idea that we don't have to set up our adult life or live our regular life the way that we were taught. We don't have to do it the way that everyone did it in our community or the way that everyone does it in Minnesota. We can change it up. We can experiment with things. We can basically do whatever we want or whatever works for us. And so that was a huge pivotal moment in understanding that we're in control. We can make these choices. And if we don't like the life that we're setting up, then it's our fault because we Mm -hmm. can change it. And so we started our life together by moving to a different state in a completely different part of the country. So we were given that chance to really experiment and test things out without our family and friends being there to offer their input without anyone really knowing or giving advice. And so it was a real free time when we could test out how we want to live our lives. And so that's what we did. We, we started experimenting and we have been experimenting with things ever since then. 
That's so cool. It's kind of like you're fine tuning as you go. It's not like a dramatic shift, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And I originally started my business and I called it the Small Change Project because our experiments showed us that it's never like this huge dramatic life change. It's always a very, very small adjustment or tweak to the way you're doing things that can have a huge impact on your results or how you feel or how healthy you are. And so we got really motivated and empowered knowing that we just have to make little tweaks and everything can be a lot better. And that just sounds so much more doable, right? To just design your life in little ways, a little bit every day, because it it really adds up over time. So I'm curious, what are some examples of tweaks that you've made? You know, what were the things that you started changing? I mean, by now we've made thousands of little tweaks, Mm -hmm. but when we were starting, we were testing out, okay, what time should my husband go to work every day and will that impact traffic and how long he's away from the house and what should we have for breakfast it was a lot of very basic routine things what time should we wake up how should we do our morning routine or evening routine all of those things we were testing out how they made us feel physically how they were impacting our relationship because we were newly married how much time they were freeing up because you know it was our first year out of college we were new to how do you make a schedule and what do you do with your free time and stuff like that? So we just experimented with basically anything that had to do with our schedule or our health. I love that. So I'm curious, has there been changes that were positive, but you kind of like reverted back to your old ways? Like how do you make those positive changes stick? Because it's it's not always about just like, yeah, sometimes you know what you have to change, but it's hard to make that change. Yeah, so I personally believe that there are two ways to make changes stick. The first is that you just keep tweaking them, and I mean very fine-tuned, tiny tweaks until they work for you. So a lot of times someone will say, you know, wake up earlier. Well, that's a really broad change. It doesn't have any specifics to it. So you have to fine-tune it, meaning the exact time you wake up. What's your alarm? What's the music that goes off? How does your bed feel? You know, all of those different things. So keep tweaking it until it actually works for you. So I I believe there's not really any failure in making these changes. It's just you haven't found the exact one that works for you or doing it the exact way that works for you. So that's the first thing is just keep tweaking it till it sticks. And the second thing is you have to give it a chance to work. So you have to do it long enough for it to stick. I know sometimes I try something for like less than a week and I'm barely giving my body or my schedule or the people around me enough chance to adjust. Either tweak it until it works for you or just give it a longer period of time until it sticks. But I also know that life is complex and we go through seasons and sometimes you go through a season of life where the routine you had just doesn't work for you anymore and there's nothing mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. I love it. Yeah, it's just so gentle the way you say it. It's, <laughs> it's like an experiment. Don't look mm-hmm. at it as if like you tried this thing and it didn't work. Don't think of it as failure. Really just keep tweaking it until you find a way that works. Yeah, and you're going to keep changing it for the rest of your life. I used to sleep in, quote unquote, until you know the time I felt I was sleeping in. Then I experimented with waking up really early and it worked great for a while. And then I noticed that I think my body needed a little more sleep and I wanted to test out a different work schedule. So now I'm back to sleeping in and I have a different work schedule and that's fine. It doesn't mean I failed at waking up early. It just means for this point in time in my life, doing it this way works really well. Mm, Yeah, because you go through different phases of life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have a book, The Effortless Every Day, and you talk about crafting your daily life in a way that frees you to have more time to do what you want. 
want. So can you share about like what that method is exactly? Yeah, so I have a process that I go through with every change and I include all of this in my book in in a lot more detail. But the start of most changes comes from feeling a negative feeling or noticing that my body doesn't feel very well. So it's always starting out by I don't like how this day went or I feel tired or I'm I'm noticing I'm lacking energy, something that sort of triggers the need to change. And then I sort of backtrack to see what might be causing that. And you don't always know the exact correlation or the exact cause, but you can start experimenting with those different things. So you recognize the place that you need to make a change. You backtrack to see what might be the root cause of that feeling or the result that you don't want to have anymore. And you make a tweak right there. You give it Mm -hmm. some time. You pay attention to what's happening. And then most people just stop there. They make the change and they just do that. And then they either fall off the wagon or it works for them. But where I really noticed good results is you come back to it and you keep analyzing how it's working for you and you keep tweaking it so you don't just make a change and leave it at that in a week in a month in six months you reevaluate and you see if Mm -hmm. you want to keep it if you want to adjust it if it just didn't work at all for you and then you keep going from there and so that can be little changes to your routine to your diet to your communication with your partner to how you work all of those things can be put through the same foundational process Right. And can I ask, how often do you analyze what's working and how do you analyze? Do you journal? Do you keep track of it on some sort of sheet? (laughs) So I do it a a couple different ways. By now, a lot of it is just sort of second nature for me because I've been doing it for so long. So a lot of times I just go off how I'm feeling. So if I have Mm -hmm. a strong negative reaction or a strong feeling, that's sort of an indicator that things aren't going well or something needs to change. But on a bigger scale, my husband and I do like an annual review like you would for Mm -hmm. a business. In the car ride on the way home from the holidays, we talk through our lifestyle. We talk through how the year went, if we want to change anything, if we want to keep anything honestly the car rides are kind of our trigger for reflection (laughs) so anytime we're leaving someplace we just do a quick you know few minute chat of how did that go was that great did it suck would we change anything and that's where those little micro changes come into play we might say you know what let's leave earlier next time so that we don't feel so Mm -hmm. rushed or we don't feel rude arriving late or we might say you know what let's not bring an extra dish to this party because there was plenty to eat or whatever but um it's kind of a combination of just habit and then more formal review processes. Mm -hmm. It sounds really simple. I I like that you guys work as a team too. I feel like that's a good relationship tip, right? Always communicate and give back like this feedback, right? Like how to improve things. Yeah. I mean, we both want the same goal. We want an easy lifestyle that allows us to do a lot of fun things. So we're both invested in making those changes. Right. I'm just curious, have there been times where your lifestyles or your goals did not fit together, you know, as a couple? Yeah, we're going through that right now. There are some things that we fundamentally agree on. And then there are some like details that we don't really agree on. And we're fine with that because we know we're different people. But we also both believe that nothing is permanent, nothing is forever. So if one of us has to compromise right now, it doesn't mean that that's how it's going to end up forever. So if we give an example, 
example of we live in a house right now and if one of us wanted to move into a condo, maybe we'll do that in a year or two. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. if we don't decide to do that right now that we're forever giving up on that. So it's just something we take on a case-by-case basis, but we're both open to hearing each other out because we're similar in a lot of ways, but we're also polar opposites in a lot of ways, which (laughs) is great because we can kind of pull each other closer in from those opposite poles and give new perspectives. So we're always open to hearing the other person's side and then we just try to make us make a decision based on the information we have but yeah we don't always agree on those lifestyle choices that's good relationship advice (laughs) okay so I was browsing your website I love the current programs you have going on you have one called break free from busy and another thing called seven day distraction detox both of them I was like oh my goodness I need this (laughs) so I mean which one do you want to talk about first which one are you more excited about well right now I'm really excited about Break Free From Busy. I just finished um, teaching it. It's a month-long boot camp and I just finished teaching it and I'm excited to revamp it a little bit and do it again in July. And I've taught it for a year now and I've ran it many, many times and it's it teaches me something every single time. But what I recently learned and this has been so interesting is that, you know, as a generation, millennials have been taught, and I'm a millennial as well, so we've been taught how to achieve. We've been taught how to go after everything. You know, like the world is our oyster. We've been taught we can have everything. And so we are chronically busy, but we're also really good at achieving and going after things. And so something I had noticed in my students this time around, and I as I reflect, it, it's happened in most of the rounds, is that many millennial women don't want to give up their busy. They don't want to be busy necessarily, and it sounds, it sounds attractive to break free from that, but they're nervous or they have resistance over fully giving up that busyness. I think we don't want to fall behind, right? Yeah, that's exactly what happens is we associate busyness with success, with self-worth, mm. with going forward. And so in the opposite, we associate not being busy with stopping, stopping our progress, not achieving not getting what we want, which isn't actually the case, but that's what a lot of people view it as. Yeah, so I I can totally, totally like relate to that. So what tips do you have for people who are kind of overachievers, but also feel like they're endlessly working? How do you simplify, but also be productive at the same time? Yeah, that's the big question. So the first thing, you know, based on what I've just learned and have been teaching, the first thing is you have to let go of that mindset that busyness equals achievement. Mm -hmm. Because I saw this quote by, I think it was Amy, Polar who said don't confuse busy with action with like actually taking action and I Mm -hmm. think that's the trap a lot of us fall into is that we think that if we're busy doing things that we're actually achieving something and that's not always the case so you have to first change your mindset around busyness equaling success because some of the most successful people have actually cut 70% of their activities and are very focused and not that busy Mm -hmm. and so it's it's really starts with a mindset shift and then I mean, we go into a lot of this in the program, but then we look at how are you spending your time? Where are you giving your focus? And are you giving, you know, your valuable time to the activities that are actually going to make a difference in what you're trying to do? Or are you just kind of randomly doing tasks? Mm -hmm. And I think what a lot of people find is, 
They can be a lot less busy, they can enjoy themselves and get way more accomplished when they shift their focus, when they get very focused. And when we cut out a lot of that societal noise about what it means to be successful, what it looks like to be successful, and that busyness isn't always a part of it. I love it. So it's actually about focusing on the important actions that you should take and then just cutting out, you know, all the little random tasks that don't matter as much. Yeah, I mean, in a really simple way, it comes down to focus and Mm -hmm. discernment over how you spend your time. But there's so much that goes into it because of decades of conditioning into how you do scheduling and how you do productivity and everything like that. So we dive deep into a lot of the mindsets behind why we stay busy. Yeah. So for all the listeners out there, I'll definitely link all of Katie's programs in the show notes. If you're interested, if this relates to you, definitely like dive deeper with her. So I'm going to move on. I'm curious, what is your stance on morning and evening routines? Because so many people swear by it, but you know, sometimes when you're doing all those things in your morning routine, it can take so long and overwhelm your day. And then it gets, sometimes I just feel like I spend too much time like meditating, journaling, working out, then you have the shower, then, you know, all all these things. And then it cuts into your work day. Like, what do you think about that? Do you think it's important? People are doing too much? Yeah, I completely agree with what you're feeling about it taking up so much time. And I'm in the self-help world. I am a self-help junkie. And for many years, I've been adopting all of these routines and ideas from so many people. And it was really in the last year that I've been experimenting with just tuning into what I need in the moment, what I need physically, what I need mentally and emotionally, and just what my gut is telling me that I need to do. And obviously, we need some routines and processes to just be efficient and and get our work done. But when it comes to the extras, like a morning routine, it can be just as valuable to get extra sleep and to have a completely empty routine where you just wake up and your mind is clear and you start the day as it could be for somebody else to have meditation and journaling and exercise and all these things. And so what I've been um, finding for myself is that I'm really leaning towards listening to what you need and doing what works for you versus adopting, you know, my morning routine or your morning routine or somebody else's morning routine when they live in a different state, have a different number of Mm -hmm. kids, have a different job. Like they have a different physical body. So it's not really worthwhile to copy exactly what they're doing. I think that's such a good point that more people should know because a lot of people share their morning routines. They share the morning routines of successful people. And as like, you know, the reader, you're, you're like, oh, I should adopt this or try that. And it's overwhelming. So I love that you're so intuitive. It's all about going with your gut, asking yourself what is going to benefit you the most right now. Well, and I've shared morning routines myself. I share some in the book and it's mm-hmm. still valuable to hear about other people's routines because you might have never heard of doing meditation or journaling in a certain way and it could be life-changing for you but you always need to check back in with your personal situation and and what will actually work for you Mm -hmm. love it so lastly what is one action that all of our listeners can take today to start designing their life I would say right now because I see just a systemic problem with busyness and distraction. If you want to feel like you have changed up how you do your day, take one task and just give it 100% focus, even if it's for five minutes or an hour, and just watch what happens. And that means, 
you know, close your door, turn off your phone, close your tabs, all of those things, and just do one thing until it's done and just see how fast you can get it done, how fun it was, how easy it was, because that's going to be really motivating to keep cutting out those distractions in the future. Yes. I'm all about cutting distractions right now. I'm trying to like stop going on social media in the morning, all of that stuff. So definitely try that. So Katie, thank you so much. Where can our listeners find you online? I am Hey Katie Lee pretty much everywhere. So just heykatielee.com and then heykatielee on social media. Great. So everyone check out Katie Lee for all lifestyle design. She's amazing. Very inspiring. Definitely check out those courses and programs that we mentioned earlier. Thank you so much, Katie. I love this interview. I definitely am inspired to fine tune my life a little more. Oh, thank you so much. It was my pleasure to chat with you today. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right, love you all. Bye. Bye.